Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Silver Lining Podcast. This is your host, Wendy Rosenthal, an intuitive healer and mindset coach for women, who is here to help you see the gift in disguise in the ups and downs in life so that you heal the mind, body, and spirit. Why? Because I know it is possible. Because I am not letting a cancer diagnosis stop me from living my best life. And I can teach you too how to break free from anxiety and overwhelm from a life-changing diagnosis or an event so that you can remember your healing potential and create the life that you desire. In today's episode, what I wanted to talk about is specifically about what I've been learning in the last several days um, about trapped emotions. We already talked a little bit about this in the last episode in the podcast when I share my story, a little bit of my story and my takeaway from my nine-year cancerversary. That was when it is this around this time um, when uh, it's been about nine years since I was diagnosed with cancer and what has all of this time and everything that I've gone through has taught me about myself, about the disease, about how to live life, right? How to heal yourself. And one of the things that I talked about was trapped in, about tra- trapped emotions. How when we have not completely healed, resolved, um, come at peace with some sort of um, events from the past, some emotions that might have started happening in the past and we just kind of forget about it or we pretend everything is fine. We even say, oh yeah, I forgave that person or I forgave myself. But in reality, we haven't just yet. And some of those emotions are resurfacing or coming back or they've been stuck in our body in one way that is creating this balance, right? It's, it's, it's not, um, it's imagine, and probably if you've been following me for a while, you know that I, I talk a lot about energy. So everything is about energy. Your body is full of energy. Your emotions are energy running through. Like you can actually feel this, let's say when you get really upset about something or very excited, any kind of high intense um, emotion, whether it's anger or whether it's happiness and excitement, you feel it in your body. Like who hasn't felt almost like this rush of, it could be adrenaline, it could be anything, right? But you do feel that physically something is happening in your body that makes you experience that emotion at a physical level. And so just imagine, right? Like if you feel sad, what could be happening in your body? And if we don't process that sadness and not just by crying or like, you know, going to somebody and talking about it, but processing really about what was the root cause of that emotion, that feeling, what made you sad, who was around that created this uh, or, or facilitated this experience for you. Because a lot of these things, and I've talked about this many, many times in previous um episodes a lot of these things are originating when we were really young either babies you know when we were toddlers when we were kids adolescents right and even before being born as well so one of the things that i wanted to share um today was for instance how is it that some of these emotional traps right that are in our body how they're showing up and how how can we start exploring and uh, another thing that I often say is asking questions because everything is a sign. I really do feel that everything is a sign when it comes to our health. So if you're having some sort of pain, some sort of discomfort, 
the very first thing that we think about is like, oh God, okay, I have to go to the doctor and get it checked, right? That is at a physical level, but what else can we do at the other levels of our being? We have the physical body, is that one that we see and touch. We also have the emotional um, body that is more about our feelings from the heart. There is that mental which is also the mental and the emotional is connected, right? The, the, what is it that we think about um, about the situation, right? That it's, it's, everything is connected, really. But the, the mental is more about your thoughts, your beliefs, the things that you say, right? How you feel about yourself is very directly connected to how you think about yourself and how you are being, how you are doing. And then also the spiritual side of us, right? That is all about the soul, about the spirit, our beliefs, our inner, more truth, beliefs that are really what is what I believe is driving us forward but most times we don't connect to that so much so just a little sip of tea because it's a little cold today and um so I wanted to share a little bit about what has been coming up for me that could help you so that you are more aware of those signs what does that really mean and also to introduce you a little bit about what hypnosis has been about for me in my job in what i do for myself because i regularly do get sessions and as well as me providing those sessions for other people as well so about two days ago or so actually no before that let's start with that um, if you've been listening to me for quite some time or if you follow me on social media, you know that I've shared a few times that for maybe about a year, as I've been having this ear buzzing ringing in my left ear, right? Now to anyone, they will say, oh, go to the doctor, get it checked, you know, are you, because sometimes that ear buzzing, um, it comes and goes, but it's been more persistent lately. And sometimes I get a little dizzy. So yes, there could be a physical aspect of it. And yes, I got it checked and there wasn't any any um, obvious reason and also not a cure for it, I guess. <clears throat> but I'm still getting checked um, because I, if, again, if you've been following me, you also know that I regularly go to my oncologist every six months. So it's, it's a thing that I get to do and I include any other symptoms in those appointments because on the the oncology side of it for the cancer care i want to make sure that everything is considered right when i'm i'm checking on my health and so but then at the same time if you are into the spiritual side of us and uh signs and uh, messages spirit spirit guides and all of that you will probably say, because I've thought about this and had people tell me the same thing, is like, well, you know, that could be a sign of, you know, one, it could be angels speaking to you. It could be you like <clears throat> listening to yourself. Like there is like, this is something that many people said to me that maybe that ear ringing is a sign that I'm not listening to my own voice. And I can understand that because I do believe that in some things, even though I speak and I teach and I say certain things, uh, like you should, you know, do this or be this or that. But I also, and to be honest, I I get to sometimes to listen to myself. Other times I don't. I don't listen to myself, <clears throat> especially when it comes to long-term goals not about like oh today you should feel like this and i'm not feeling like that at all you know because that's not being honest and that is not being ingenuine but for me it's more the long-term 
things that I'm still choosing to be in a safety zone rather than completely 100% or 360 uh, degree of, of um, change and transformation in my life. So anyways, so I had a session, a hypnosis session, because if you don't know what hypnosis is about, first of all, it is not about what you see on TV, somebody telling you, putting you to sleep and making you do crazy things. Hypnosis, which by the way, you are always in a hypnotic state when you are um, at the beginning of your sleep, um, when you are falling asleep, when you are even driving and you don't know how you are getting into a place, but you get there. When you are watching TV that you are so mesmerized and just, just like connected to it, right? And so it's not a new thing. Hypnosis is not, it is, it, that's just a term. But what happens is mentally your mind is in, in a very relaxed state to the point that is suggestible. And it's not so much to be suggestible. So I can tell you to, let's say, start barking like a dog. It's more about accessing the subconscious mind, asking questions, the subconscious mind. And so we get answers and then we can actually understand better about a particular belief. And then we can go in and suggest positive, affirming beliefs, right? That's when we reframe. That's when we change the old belief to a new, more positive, more productive, more um, joyful belief, right? It depends what it is that we're working through. So, and it can actually not just be about beliefs, uh, which everything is about beliefs, right? Because it's the subconscious mind. It is about the mind. Anything with the mind, it is all about beliefs. But even things that are not as obvious and people will come and say, I have, you know, like, you know, problems with my health. Like I have pain, back pain, you know, and we go about that. That's why I went with the ears ringing as well. You know, there's people even, you know, uh, they have quote unquote issues or problems, you know, not like not having a sex drive anymore. And they want to go into that and, and understand a little bit about that and what it is that they can do to improve or have a better sex drive right home, right? It could be about anger. It could be about sadness. It could be anything and anything that you can think of. It can be quote unquote treated, um, transformed, cure in a sense, in a, in a hypnotic, um, in a hypnosis session, including weight loss, you know, cognitive, uh, concerns, even taking an exam, confidence, self-worth, and all of that. So I asked about this ear ringing. So what happens in the hypnosis, we go back in time to about uh, three events that had happened that are connected to this original problem, which for me was the ear ringing. And in there, I was, and again, this is asking the subconscious mind. We will ask the subconscious mind and say, I want you to, um, the question will be, we're going back to a time when this belief or this um, event of, in this case, the ear ringing, right, started. Obviously, before the session, you will talk to the therapist and um, and we will talk and I will ask you questions to have a better understanding because it is not just about the ear ringing and having that noise in, in my head, basically, but also asking when did it start about a year ago? What happened around that time? 
um, any other areas in your life that you're not feeling fulfilled. Because again, when it comes to our well-being, our health, and when I say health, I'm not just talking about the physical health and how healthy you are, how much energy you have. I'm also talking about your mental health, your emotional health, and spiritual health, right? It's everything. And everything is connected. So if this there is a, a physical component that could also very truly have an emotional component uh, and a spiritual component as well. And so we go and talk a little bit about that. And if there's any other areas where I'm feeling stuck or not feeling good or feeling like should, I could improve and so on, right? Because that gives us a better understanding of how to go about in exploring the past when we go back to those three events in the past. So I went back to three events and we asked a question to the subconscious mind about going back in time to the moment, that time when it was a vivid moment, a vivid memory in which this belief of not listening, okay, because sometimes the tinnitus, right, the ear ringing, it could be to um, either wanting to hear something that we are not able to and we're kind of like... Um, trying to tune in more into like, what is that? What, what is that? Like, like when you, somebody's trying to tell you something and you can't hear, right? So you kind of like want to use those little cones to hear better. And sometimes there's that whooshing sound or when you completely don't want to hear something. And this is what came up. And I don't probably go in, I don't know, I'll, I'll allow what wants to come out to come out and share because sometimes they might help you too. So what came out for me in those events, those three events, number one, it was when I was about seven years old, second grade, and I was bullied and I was bullied quite hard, uh, not just that, that year, but for the majority of, of my uh, elementary school, right? And I was bullied because and the kids were so mean calling me names because I um, had a limp because I was when I was a baby I had multiple surgeries when I when I was um, just newborn because of my hip I don't know exactly how or what happened but the surgeries there were like four of them um, and I, I I had a limp so I, I limped and I still do and that's something that really made me feel ashamed uh, even to this day, sometimes I still feel a little shame when people ask me about it. So I try to like, eh, no, it's nothing like my leg is fine or like, oh, yeah, I'm hurting. I fell or something. Right. I've never 100 um, percent completely like felt even now. Right. As I'm talking to you, is if you're watching me, you can see that my posture is changing. Right. But I've never felt 100% confident in speaking about it. I always wanted to hide it. I always wanted to lie and say it's nothing, right? Like, oh, yeah, like I hiked last weekend and I think I pulled a muscle or something. And some people are like, what? Like, but I mean, as a kid, I was bullied a lot and called names and uh, I never spoke about it. You know, like I think the teachers will find out, but I never told my parents. I never told my grandparents. I never stood up um for myself and and talk off to those kids i just was quiet and just like took it right and um and so so that came up and then the second um scene it was interesting it was um i think it was more like a happy scene of me listening to my grandma who had already passed 
But this, I will share this in another episode, but this particular scene led to something else that I wasn't so aware of. So if you're interested, and this is all about, it has to do about the spiritual side of how we connect to a spirit, in my case with my grandma, as well as how sometimes we sometimes think that we need to wear a badge of honor by being diagnosed with something. And in, in, in one way or another, we feel like, oh, okay, I guess this is like what would be my identity from now on kind of thing, okay? So if you're interested, go and listen or or just wait a few days to listen to the next episode because I want to talk about this. And then the third episode was almost similar to the first and it was when, um, I know this is personal, but when I was little, I was um, the only child, but I had cousins, I had four uh, cousins who were like my sisters and I grew up with them but their dad um, and I went to their home a lot to do homework to play and all of that but their dad um, was abusive he was violent and he um, as kids he beat him up and I was there sometimes listening or even watching but mostly listening and this was this was like an aha moment for me um because he will never touch me. He couldn't. I mean, he just didn't, right? But I could hear, I could see him and hear him, especially hear my cousins, my other two cousins out of the four, who will be in the bathroom. Um, uh, He will take him to the bathroom to beat him up and or in general. And I will hear them crying. I will hear them crying out for help or just to for him to stop and he wouldn't stop and so what I and I was I'm the youngest of the four or actually of three of them the um, the youngest of them is my age and we will either hide um, some of us who were not with him we will go hiding and the old some of the older ones will keep me you know like covering my ears so I wouldn't hear and the interesting thing is too that the people around there, like my auntie, like she wouldn't say anything. She wasn't around, at least in this scene, she wasn't. And in my memories, um, she wasn't around, but she knew. Like, come on, as a parent, I think you know what is happening. And also if a man, if a father, if a male figure at home is being violent with their kids, it's very likely that he's also violent with a spouse, right? So... Which, by the way, when you go back in time and you revisit these memories, these events, it is it is like watching a movie. You're not feeling the same thing. Yes, it will make you cry. Yes, it, may, it will always make you feel the same emotion that you felt at that time. But you are, you're still safe. You are feeling safe because you're not seven years old anymore. You're not 10 years old anymore. You're not a six-year-old, you know, second-grader being bullied you for me what it's like and the emotions that come in that moment is because of how sad because yeah I had to I, I cried a lot um revisiting those events because it made me see how fragile how vulnerable we were as kids and how no one was around to protect us and or if they were around not exactly in that moment right and, and that's when the, the belief gets created. For me, when, when I was in school, 
right? That, oh my gosh, like something's wrong with me. That was the thought, the belief that was created. Something's wrong with me. I am different. And so I don't belong in this group with these other kids. And that's why they are being mean to me because I'm I don't belong here. And which is not right. It is not right for anybody to think that way. It is not right for any kid or anyone to bully another person just because they are different. And there is nothing, definitely nothing wrong with being different. And if anything, obviously, as you probably know, because we all are adults and hopefully I don't have kids, but hopefully um, when you hear this, you have an opportunity to teach your kids or teach the young ones in your family to treat other people, other kids who have some sort of disadvantage or disability, just the same as everybody else. Give them the same opportunities, give them the same treatment, the same love, the same affection, not bringing what is quote unquote special about them forward because they do, I'm telling you from experience, they do grow up thinking that there's something wrong with them. And what that translates into is not feeling worthy not feeling worthy, not feeling like they are good enough, not feeling that they can, for me in school, like, oh, I'm not good enough to participate in in championships. I'm not good enough in playing, you know, in the playground with the other kids because I can fall and break my leg, right? Um, I'm not good enough to um, participate in PE um, classes. And I remember like vividly, I did not take part on a lot of PE classes, physical education classes. I was most of the time sitting on the side. At that time, I liked it. Like I was like, oh, thank goodness. I'm not jumping. I'm not running. Right. And for me, it was great. I didn't want to do any of that. But looking back, I would have want. Um, to be encouraged to step out of that comfort zone, to be encouraged to take risks, to be encouraged to um, to move my body more because I feel like my body didn't didn't develop, didn't grow up um, uh, to explore the limits, right? To explore what's out there. And I think I did go to physical therapy, but I don't think it was enough. But again, it's not just about the body, it is the mental and, and emotional body as well. To be encouraged, to be um, allowed to participate, to be allowed to do anything, right? To be, uh, to feel that I belong, to feel that I was a part of a bigger group and not just by myself. And I feel like that's also, that was a, a very, and this is not the first time that I've seen that kind of event. It has showed up in other areas as well, but of being bullied at that time when I was a kid because of my limp. But it was also um, a moment where I felt that not only I didn't belong, but and also not only that I did something wrong with me, but that's, I think, a pivotal time for me in which I, part of me, my subconscious mind decided to just be by myself. And I feel that's why I was a very shy kid. I didn't speak, right? I That's when I just decided not to say anything because who's going to listen to me, right? And, and thinking um, there's nothing important about me for people to know. So why should I even share about myself? And I just grew up being very close, um, just super quiet, super shy, very introverted, very keeping keeping everything to myself and I know a lot of it is because I wanted to feel safe because part of um 
part of being different is there's that fear of not being safe. Part of being different or being left out, being left out, being um, feeling alone is that you're not safe when you are on your own. So you have to protect yourself. And one way to protect yourself when you, you are on your own, right? Because nobody else can come and help you. How do you protect yourself? By not showing, not showing yourself. So that's why you, uh, or obviously I'm speaking about myself, right? And if this is resonating with you, I truly feel you and my love to you because I know it has been tough um, having those beliefs from the past because when you want to protect yourself, you just want to hide, you want to be invisible, you just want to not be noticed. And if there's any moment when you are noticed, you are the center of attention. For me, it was during my birthdays when everybody will pay attention to me and I was like, no, I don't want to be celebrated. Um, you feel very vulnerable and weak. And of course, at that time, you don't know that vulnerable is actually good, but you always think that something's um, going to happen to you, that you're not safe. Now, let me just remind you too, that all of these thoughts that I'm telling you that are, you know, negative, like not feeling safe, not feeling loved, not feeling worthy, all of these are running in the subconscious mind. Nothing is running in the conscious, like you don't decide. Okay, your consciousness is the part that, that decides like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this action. I'm going to decide this. I'm going to think this. Your thoughts, most of the time, if not all of the time, is your subconscious mind actually is 90% of the time that is deciding what you think. But uh, none of these thoughts or beliefs were created consciously. It's not like I said, oh, I'm going to just shut up and not say anything because I don't want to be hurt. Mm -mm. everything is running back in the subconscious part of your mind okay and so that was with the first scene and then with the third one as I mentioned when I was with my cousins and my uncle is um, uh, hurting them and I was hearing them cry um, scream and all of that that was embedded in my mind in what it came up as a belief is that <sighs> Basically, the connection with my ear problem is that I just didn't want to hear. I um, First, the connection was that as kids, we are helpless. There's no one out there to help us. And there's always this male figure, which interestingly, also as a male figure that he was to me, um, it had, I'm sure it had played some sort of role in my relationships with men. Again, this is a reminder your relationship with men in your life, most, yes, it's very obvious and likely that it has to do with how your relationship it is with your father, whether or not you have a relationship, but it is quite connected. But also any relationship that you may have with any male figure in your family, like your grandpa, your uncles, your godfather, and all of that, okay? And so it did bring up some things about my relationship with men. But again, going back to my original question was with my ear ringing, the bullying, hearing these kids laughing at me, making fun of me, and me not wanting to be part of it, just wanted to escape. How can I escape? I'm going to close my ears. I don't want to hear it, right? Same thing with my with that scene with my uncle and my cousins. Screaming, yelling, um, the crying out loud is very traumatic, and I didn't want to hear it. 
one, I was also young and I didn't know what to do at that moment. How, as a kid, how can you help them, right? You feel that you can't do anything. You feel worthless because you can't, as a seven-year-old, you can't stand up to, a, I don't know how old he was, like 40-something-year-old and tell him to stop. You're going to get beat up again, right? So what do you do? You just want to like not hear it. You want to avoid it. You want to just not be there. In one way for us not, not to be, as a kid, for you not to be in a very traumatic scene, what do you do? You close your eyes and you close your ears. And I know it doesn't happen, um, uh, but physically that's a reaction that we have because we can still hear it. Even if you do this, you can still hear the crying. But your body is already, your body, your physical body and your mental body is adjusting and emotional as well, right? You're trying to adjust in that scene, in that scenario so that you are not in there, right? You're trying to take yourself away from it. And because it doesn't work, because you can still hear it, but so there's a stronger um, desire to not be there, stronger desire to not hear, stronger desire. And that, because it is a lot more intensified, because it is stronger, it is something that can exponentially grow more and more and more when it has not been taken care of. So these were the things that came up, which was very interesting because it makes total sense, right? Because the ear ringing is the, so that you hear this noise and you don't hear anything else. Wow, interesting. The ear ringing so that you hear the buzzing, the ringing, this annoyance because it's quite annoying, right? So that you pay attention to this and you don't pay attention to other things outside of you. This ear noise, the ringing, what is it coming from? It's coming from the inside. What is this bringing from the inside? What's the mes message coming in from the inside for me to explore? so that I don't, I take myself away from the noise from the outside, right? So similar questions were coming up for me to explore, which I'm still going through. I'm still exploring, exploring because I feel it's so fascinating that I always believe that our, our past, anything emotionally um, that has happened to us in the past is really, truly if it's coming back, it's bringing a message for sure for us to explore. And if not, if, if we don't take that opportunity, it's going to maybe can disappear, but it's not completely gone. I don't feel that it completely will be gone. It will be stored somewhere else in our subconscious and in another event, it's going to come up again. Now, my duty, right, for me, because this is my thing that I'm, I'm investigating, for me to do is... Okay, when did this start? About a year ago, maybe a little bit more. What has happened at that time that might have triggered that to come back, that noise to start again? Because a lot of these emotional traumas, they are stored in our mind, right? They're stored in our subconscious. They're stored in our heart as well because sometimes we just can't let it go and we still feel angry, resented, resented and all that. But... We live life thinking everything is fine if we don't hear anything, if we don't feel anything, if we don't see the signs, right? Quote unquote signs. But something will happen, right? But some some sort of event, someone saying something in that moment, some sort of um, like a present um, 
what I would call, I guess, mini trauma, I guess, will trigger it to come back again. So what for me, my thing would be going back to what happened a year ago or what happened when this started, that is bringing up this awareness again. Also, a question would be, um, first of all, I'm into the whole hypnosis. I'm a therapist as well, so I give hypnosis sessions. But for me to receive the hypnosis is so healing, obviously, because it helps me so much. And it helps me understand other people as well who I see struggling to. And so for me, it is what also what is the message for me to investigate this at this time? Why has this come up for me to investigate? Why didn't it just, why, basically, why wasn't me, like, why, 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 this, this sounds like a tongue twister. Hold on, let me have a drink. Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay, why, what was I thinking? <laughs> what was it that I, what was it that I had to explore this now? right why 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 once again <laughs> something about the w that i can't say right now okay wendy my name is wendy all right w why was it that i had to go through this now why me right that is getting to explore this now um because again i truly it's been quite some time and all of this came up after my wake-up call with cancer but i've been i've become more aware what's happening around me and so for me it's like it's if this is bringing if it if this is coming out to my attention right now definitely there is something for me to explore it is not just to like oh this is weird all right move on right like i don't think life is like that like things happen for a reason and if this is coming up now there is something that definitely was not healed and in fact this is even making me think about number one those kids back then that were the bullies that were mean to me and they were calling me names and even being a lot more compassionate to them because i know their behavior it had to come from somewhere it had to come from a place of being or feeling in that moment kids yeah kids and i hear people saying this a lot like kids are mean you know like that's just part of them being kids not exactly i know so many other wonderful kids i wasn't a bully you know like i know many kids uh, or even people as kids when they were kids they were not like that at all it really is a reflection their behavior it is a reflection of how they are feeling how they are being at home so for me, it's really being very compassionate to them and, um, you know, just kind of like wonder and send them healing vibes because wondering what had happened to them in their childhood that made them become like that for them to bring someone's um, uh, struggle up, right? Why did they want to ridicule someone? Why did they want to make fun of somebody? Because most of the time when kids are being bullied and they want to bring someone um, someone's attention, right? It, obviously, they want to divert the attention from them to somebody else. Like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Like, look at her. She's limping. Like, everybody looks at her and everybody laughs. So they all pay attention to the other person who is the target. And so it's directing, redirecting the attention from them to there to the other person and so what is it about them that they didn't want to look into what is it about them that they wanted to avoid seeing 
on what is it about them that was also different, right? What is it about them that was also different, that was also uh, quote unquote wrong, right? Not that I'm saying that I was wrong, but at the time, that's what everybody thought. Those kids definitely thought that some, there was something wrong with me. That That's why they brought it up. What wasn't about them, the bullies that um, needed attention at that moment, right? I don't know. I don't know their life back then. And um, and definitely I'm not going to like talk to them now. I mean, I still am friends with some of them because we were, we grew up um, since first grade until high school. We were very close together, but I've never, I think I, I might've only talked to a couple of them and I told them, Hey, you know, I do remember how you made me feel and how it felt for me. I know at that time when I said all of this, it wasn't probably a nice way of saying it because I wouldn't, I shouldn't, if I was to, to talk to them now, I wouldn't say to them, how you make me feel because that's a little passive aggressive right like putting like you did this to me but I will say in a different way but at the time when I talked to them I told them I, I think that was one of the first times when I actually spoke about it right and felt comfortable um anyways and also it it does with the next event the next memory right it makes me want to actually um maybe bring some of the stuff Oh, some of the things up to my cousins because they were actually more victims than I was. I was a victim um, at a distance, uh, hearing, listening, witnessing, and not able to do anything. But they were the real victims with the physical damage, right? The physical trauma, not just emotional, but also physical. And I know because I know them that um, things could be fine, but it does affect, it does affect um, how, how we carry on with our lives, right? So I wanted to bring this up to you because it's an invitation for you to explore on your own, if you like, you know, where in your life are you feeling stuck right now? And how feeling, however you're feeling in your life right now, how is that being a representation of how you felt or were before when you were younger? How is that representing your life when you were uh, a baby? Or how was it, how is it representing the life of your parents? Because it is everything, it is a cycle. It is a cycle. And if we as adults, and as a, not just intelligent and smart, but also, you know, um, knowing and having the awareness of that, what we do say or think, right? It is affecting the people around us. So we all have an influence on everybody, even if you don't have, if you don't have kids, how you treat people, how you talk to them, especially if you have kids around nephews, little friends and things like that, they do pick up how you are carrying yourself around. So it is an invitation for you to also explore that. Now, if you do have, if you know for sure that there is some sort of struggle that you're dealing with from the past, because this is something that has been coming quite a lot. How is that affecting your life right now? And what can you do about it, right? Because for me, it took so many years to start taking the action. And let me tell you, it might sound scary, but it's not. I always say this, like I find it is so much healing, so much revealing to 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 explore and discover, going deeper into the fear, going deeper. I will call it fear, but it doesn't have to be a fear or negative thing, but going deeper into exploring what what is it about this situation that I need to know, 
right? Where did this come from? Who was around? What can I do about it that I, I break free from it and live a happy life and not feeling like a victim for the rest of my life? I've heard this so many times from so many women who have been in abusive relationships, who have been feeling uh, stuck all the time since they were kids and not being able to do what they want to do, take the decisions they want to take and, um, and just carry on with their lives, right? So if you're feeling cold, because I really love this exploration with a subconscious mind. If you're feeling called to go deeper and if you're just curious, even if you're curious, because I love people who are curious about it and wanted to learn more because really that brings them the power back to them. It's not so much that the, the those thoughts, those limiting beliefs have our power, but now we're reclaiming our power back because we are like, okay, I want to know, I want to learn, I want to see what it is that I can do, right? So if you're curious about all of this, if you're curious about just what what more did I learn from it, because there's a lot more that, I, but I don't have like the whole day to share here, right? And um, and definitely, if you want to explore and go deeper in it, and and if you want me to to hold you in that sacred space i'm more than happy to be there for you so send me a dm you can send me a dm on instagram at wendy for wellness you can send me your questions there for sure also or you can send me an email at wellness at wendyrosenthal.com i'll leave the the information down below because i really truly feel this is a way for us to heal deeper so that we can heal our emotional body and so that we can naturally heal our physical body and remove any of those symptoms and things that are annoying right they're just getting in the way so feel free to reach out to me i love to help you i'm opening up more space so i can help you in a one-on-one -on -one, in a more private setting i'm also thinking of doing group setting as well but i have to kind of like mm, how am i gonna do that right because my energy i really respect my energy and i'm the kind of people that um don't want to you know like put so much on my plate and then i'll be drained and probably not be um my best to to offer you help so again reach out to me for more of this information because i truly really believe it is a powerful tool to explore the past so that we can understand better and what to do about it now in the present and um, obviously mastering attach and uh, i'll just ask you some questions and we'll just go from there okay love you there and have a wonderful day and i'll see you guys 